Ashley Easter. And I'm Charlie Grantham, and you're listening to Serendipity, the podcast where we explore everyday magic all around us. Did you hear that? Are aliens invading or are we just talking about UFOs today? (laughs) (laughs) We are totally talking about UFOs today. I mean, this is going to be like, I'm so excited. I mean, I love the episodes we did before, but like, this is one that I've just been like, yes, I am here (laughs) for it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm excited too. I'm kind of like a new... Um, Like, I'm I'm newly interested in UFOs over the past year, so I'm really excited to learn more, too. Yeah, yeah. So on this episode, guys, we are going to be talking about UFOs, aliens, and interdimensional interdimensional beings, and all kinds of cool stuff. Like, Charlie's going to be sharing some unsolved mysteries with us. I'm going to be talking about some military documents that are just blowing my mind. And it's going to be great. Um, I have been kind of aware of the alien discussion for a couple of years. Um, I've only really looked at it kind of seriously, sort of in the past maybe two years-ish. But I don't know. It's It's been something that's been on my radar for a little bit. And then as we're seeing more and more evidence, I'm just kind of like... Hmm. We have to have an episode mm-hmm. on this. <laughs> well, well, the thing that's interesting is that the government yes. is recognizing things and publishing reports. And like that is really what blows my mind is like, okay, they're paying attention to it. Like maybe there's something to this. Because <laughs> um, that was surprising to me, like to learn that. I was just like, you know, and we'll talk more about it. I mean, or you'll talk more about it. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah, that's the part that's like really cool. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, Charlie, something that you told me about, and I haven't actually watched this series yet, but you said that you have been tuning into Unsolved Mysteries. Mm-hmm. And it just sounds super fascinating. So can you like... Tell me about the aliens there. I want to hear. (laughs) So this is actually how I got interested in aliens. Um, So Unsolved Mysteries, it's it's the new like reboot of it on Netflix. Um, Mm. I think there's two seasons now. But um, the first season, I think it came out in 2020. And uh, most of the episodes are like about either missing people or maybe like murders that are unsolved. And that's why I started watching it because I'm really into true crime. But like right in the middle was this episode about UFOs and aliens. And I just couldn't believe it. Like as soon as I watched it, I think I was watching it alone. Nate got home from work and I was like, you have to watch this. I mean, it's like (laughs) unbelievable. Um, So what we're talking about is season one, episode five. It's entitled the Berkshires UFO or Berkshires UFO. And it's basically this one event, like the whole episode is this one event that happened on September 1st, 1969 in new england um i think the majority of it was in massachusetts but there was some in connecticut too because they're like you know tiny and close to each other um but there's multiple accounts of a ufo 
basically. I don't know um, what else you would call it. (laughs) Um, So I'm not going to spoil like the whole thing. I'm just going to tell like my favorite stories from it. But it starts off with this like elderly woman. I think she's like 85 or something. And um, she was actually, she had kept it to herself, her experience. Um, and you know, she's 85 now. I don't know however old she was. She was pretty young in 1969 and, um, she kept it to herself all these years to Mm. find out unsolved mysteries approached her about this event. I guess they were, might've been just looking for people, you know, who it was like a known, it's a known thing that it happened. Right. Right. Um, and when she told her son about it, her son, when he was a kid, also had an encounter separately from her that he kept from her. Interesting. And so that, yeah, that was like one of those things that like gave me chills. But so what happened was um, she was driving, I think, with her friend on another, like in another part of town from where she lived. So her, I think she had like four kids, maybe um, they were at home with. I think the grandma was at her house and then two of the kids were like next door at the neighbor's house. Uh Uh-huh. And she was driving and she came across this like huge object. Like it was so bright. Um, She said she can't remember like the color or anything. It was just this really big, bright floating object. And it was silent. Like there was, it didn't, you couldn't hear like a motor. There was no noise. And she saw it like she, I think she got out of her car because it was like, multiple people saw it and it like lifted up and then floated over like the mountain and that was it well back at home her son uh I think his name is I think I wrote it down here oh Tom Warner so Tom was about 10 years old I think and he was at his next door neighbor's house and they were like coloring or something and he heard um like a voice tell him like you need to go home like it was like in his like mind or mm-hmm. just like he felt it intuition so he something. was like yeah he was just like what that's weird and he just kind of like almost like it was like he was worried and he just got up and he started running like really fast to his house and so it was right next door well the neighbor also like got up and was like what is going on so she followed him well he was just like running really fast in place So he remembers like running and just not being able to like go anywhere. He was just running, running, running. And she saw like all of this. Well, then a beam of light, like the, the bright, um, like UFO, I think it's UFO. (laughs) Um, it like appeared and it shined a beam onto him and it was like a, in a flash, he was just disappeared and she saw him disappear. He disappeared. He was like, he doesn't remember too much. Um, he remembers being like in just like a really bright place and he remembers seeing and recognizing someone else from town who was actually two years older than him that they weren't actually um friends they were in different groups i don't think they had even met each other before um and so that person is melanie and she was 12 years old and she was like in her car when they came across the bright light and she remembers waking up and I think she was like spread out on like a table or something and it was really bright and she doesn't remember Tom but she just remembers there were children 
all like in the bright room and they would like disappear one by one. Um, And then the next she she, like fell asleep basically. And she woke up and she was like at a lake and like it was over and like she doesn't remember anything. And she actually had only told her sister and her boyfriend at the time. They both, you know, had believed her. But she said when she did meet Tom Warner, the first person I was talking about, that she immediately felt this connection to him, like as if he was like a brother. Like she said it was really weird. But um, with Tom, he eventually like he I guess they like dropped him out of the UFO or whatever. And he was on the ground and um, the neighbor said it just happened like within seven minutes. Like she watched it. He was like the running. He was gone. Then he was back. And I think his grandma told him, you know, let's not tell your mom because we don't want to scare her. We don't want to worry her. We don't want to scare her. And then the mom didn't want to tell him because, like, it was really weird to her. I mean, it is really weird. And she didn't want to scare her kids. So they kept, right. this, you know, from each other for, like, 50 years. Um, and they both had an encounter um, and then another story, it was like the same night. Again, this all happened the same night. Um, it was like the mom was driving, the grandma was in the passenger seat. And I think there were two two sons in the back seat. I don't know how right all my like the little details are. I yeah, yeah. Write it down. <laughs> watch the episode, um, people. <laughs> yeah, watch the episode if you really want to know. But um, all of a sudden, it was just like super bright in the car. Um, and it sounds like their entire car was like abducted. That's what it sounds like. It was like just bright oh all around and like super quiet. Um, and the mom really doesn't remember much. The son remembers like 15 ish minutes, like here uh-huh. and there, but like nothing really makes sense. And the main reason they know it was real and something happened was when they all came to the grandma was in the driver's seat and the mom was in the passenger seat and the grandma never drove like (gasps) ever. So they were like in switched spots. No way. So yeah. And, and actually sadly for him, he was bullied a lot um, Mm -hmm. because he talked about like his experience and a lot of kids like bullied him. And it's, that's, I think that's really sad. And I think um, Tom Warner, the the first one I was talking about, got objected by the neighbor's house. He said that um, he felt like a lot of people judged him and thought it was like either weird or scary. And he actually said he didn't really date in high school because like people didn't want to date him due to this. Hmm. And he kind of like he gave a quote that said, if people don't have the answers for something, they have to blame it on something. And so, um, which I think that's kind of like they don't understand it. They don't have answers. So then they just kind of like kind of like, you know, made these people outcast. Um, but it's just fascinating. And there's all these reports that were like given to the radio station that were yeah. called in that night. Uh, the police departments, you know, all these things were there's it a lot was, like, of a mass event. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's still like unsolved. It's still like they don't really know what happened. They don't know. You know, it, it's it's odd because there's so many people like that are in separate areas that don't that aren't in the same groups that were abducted. Right. Like these people weren't friends, um, the children, and they and and I think the um, at least on unsolved mysteries, it was mainly children huh. who were like actually abducted. Of course, there was like the car with the grandma. But anyway, this right, was like right. blowing my mind because it was like a whole area spanning like Massachusetts, Connecticut. 
and multiple people who had no connection to each other calling in like the radio station. I feel like that was right. like a, a thing back then. It's like something. Yeah, yeah. Like we got to report it, you know, to the radio. Yeah, yeah. And so that was just like, it just gave me like goosebumps. I'm like, this is crazy. Like, and I don't know if anything's happened there since. They didn't mention that on the documentary. Um, but at the very end, they like lightly touch on how the government has come out and said they have seen UFOs um, and have released like footage of that, which yeah. I feel like goes along with what you're talking about, Ashley. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm really excited because there's like, I know a lot we were talking about before. I don't fully like some of this stuff is like so over my head. So I'm really excited for you to explain it because it's fascinating and it feels like I don't know, this kind of stuff makes me feel like so small um, yeah. in a good way, you know? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no, that that makes sense. I mean, that's a that's fascinating. And the things that really stand out to me about that story, and I'll have to go and watch the episode, is just kind of the corroboration of the story. So it's not just like one person saying it. There was groups of people in the same mm -hmm. town who weren't previously connected, um, you know, like by friendship or you know whatever but then also that there's documented police reports and you know they you know keep recordings of people who call into radio stations and so i think that's maybe the most fascinating thing to me because anybody can make up anything like i've had people tell yeah. me some stuff that i'm just like yeah i don't <laughs> believe that um but you know it gets harder to to say that something isn't happening you know, when yeah. you start to have multiple people and, you know, kind of a a paper trail with it, you right. know, that's kind of what really fascinates me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like yeah. they didn't really have a reason to like, what did they gain up until this documentary? They, right. It's not like they got they were famous or anything from this because they all had kept it basically. Right. Either to themselves or like as kids told it and were bullied for it. Uh huh. So uh, to me what did they really have to gain by making this up, you know? Um, right. Yeah. So. That's another question, like the motivation part, because um, it reminds me of like other traumatic experiences people have, you know, they talk mm -hmm. about it and they get shamed, bullied, disbelieved, yeah. um, or they talk about it and, um, you know, just people just kind of shun them. Like people might yeah. believe it, but they're just like, don't want to have anything to do with them and it takes a long time for people to come out and talk about mm -hmm. traumatic experiences like I'm not equating this as the same thing but right. you know just other traumatic experiences that people have had you know sometimes they don't come out until 20 or 30 years later to right. talk about it so that's not uncommon with something that's traumatic and I would say that running into UFO in those circumstances would be pretty traumatic. I mean, I think right. that would be traumatizing for Just me. Abdu being abducted and then you don't even know what yeah. happened. It's like, what? what? Like, it, that is very traumatizing. I feel like I would be, like, super scared if I felt yeah. like something happened, but I didn't know what did. So, yeah, I could see them, you know, wanting to keep it to themselves. and Right, right. Yeah. And I am interested, you know, a question maybe we should talk about this later in the episode but just like you know why why are people so upset when they hear others say that they've experienced some type of ufo encounter like why are there so many people that are so ardently against it you know yeah just interested like in they're that? 
very like I just feel like people get really intense about it Mm -hmm. and I'm not sure I think maybe going back to Tom's quote that said if people don't have the answers for something they like have to blame it on something else and I think that's like the case in a lot of things um if it doesn't fit within their beliefs or if they can't explain it within their beliefs that they already have whether it's their just beliefs right. about society their beliefs about the world religion whatever then they just like people tend to get like really upset and like i feel like i used to be like that too um sure, sure. probably in like in high school and stuff i feel like i've grown a lot i'm not I am still growing. Like I am still on a journey. <laughs> Aren't we all? Aren't we all? Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like that that's really true. Like it, it's like if they don't have the answers for it, especially if what they, they can't find a way to explain it within their box of beliefs, then right. sometimes people just can be like either mean or just be like mm-hmm. close-minded or, you know, whatever. And so I think that kind of explains part of it, especially like back in, the 1960s mm-hmm. I could definitely see that right and then I guess it also comes to my mind I think you're right about the fear thing and not being able to explain it but also like particularly people who have really strong religious beliefs mm-hmm. you know if they haven't been given a framework of how this could fit in that could be scary maybe yeah like you know does this mess up you know sort of the foundation of my whole yeah. belief system I don't know I would just yeah, I'd be interested to study into that, um, mm-hmm. though I do feel like I think there's actually whole denominations. Like I, I remember, like a there was a song that went around, like something about like, if, like for Christians, like if if aliens are real, Jesus would have saved them too, or so. Like there's a whole like cheesy <laughs> song, you know, about like look it up. It's on YouTube somewhere. But um, <laughs> yeah, I just think it's interesting how some people, you know, they if it challenges a belief system that they hold, they just like cut it off versus it, yeah. like, I wonder if there's a way to move these into it. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, I've been looking into some of the alien stuff, like I said, for a little while now. And, you know, I've, I've gone back and forth as to whether like, I think these things are true, but like stories like you just shared, Charlie, I mean, there's so much corroborating evidence. Um, And that's not the only story. Like, there's just a lot of stories where it's not just one random person, but, like, there's a paper trail. Mm -hmm. And kind of where I've started to land around it, and this could shift and change, is, like, I think something's happening. I don't know Mm -hmm. what that something is, but I really do think something's happening. Um, And something that I try to separate out is I think sometimes somebody can have an experience And it can be so unexplainable that their mind tries to then explain it. And then we kind of build like lore and stories around it. Yeah. And sometimes those pieces might be true, but sometimes it's just like, again, because you can't explain it, you try to then explain it. And so, you know, I think through like different religious settings and, you know, wondering if these are all kind of the same thing. So like, you know, people have talked about having apparitions of spiritual teachers come and speak to them or, you know, Mm -hmm. angels or aliens, like we're talking about, you know, ghosts, demons, you know, gods, you know, there's a lot of documented history through, you know, as old as the earth is, people have been saying they've had encounters with these other very intelligent beings. Um, And my wonder is, while I have discounted, you know, oh, it's a demon or it's an angel or, you know, whatever, like maybe it's 
maybe it's the stories that have been built around them and like the belief structures mm-hmm. um, that have created like whole religions and stuff that I'm mm-hmm. not opposed to. But maybe there's like a grain of truth that whether they're calling it different things in different people groups, religions, through the ages, whatever, I think to me it seems like there's a kernel of truth there that something is actually happening. Yeah. And maybe being more skeptical of like, it's not little green men, you know, like that feels like right. a story somebody <laughs> like just created around it or yeah. it would be very convenient if there were, you know, angels who told you like to do X, Y, or Z. Like that'd be super convenient yeah. if that fit in with your religious belief system. But, right. you know, maybe when you uncover, you know, you move away some of those, you know, stories that have been built and theologies that have been around it, that there's actually like a piece of truth that people are interacting with something that's not human. And that's, that's kind of where I'm at right now that maybe extraterrestrial is maybe a word that I yeah maybe resonate with more because mm-hmm. for me, alien has a lot of like pop culture um, yeah. <laughs> thoughts around it right. um, and like stories and like there's all the alien movies and stuff. And I'm just right. not sure if that part's accurate but it seems like there's definitely something happening Mm. and um when i kind of started thinking down that train of thought there started to be like different pieces of research that i came across from the government like the u.s government and it's really fascinating stuff um so kind of before we get into some of that, because I want to share, there's kind of two main things, something called the Gateway Report, and then also um, some things that the military just released, um, like the first of this month, <laughs> June 1. Oh, wow. um, <laughs> pretty cool. Um, but a couple things just to like talk about to sort of set the stage. So, you know, right now we live in like a 3D reality. Um you know, we have our physical senses, we see things in a certain way, mm-hmm. um, but there's also other dimensions. And I mean, we are aware of like two dimensional things and one dimensional things. Those are things that we can see, mm-hmm. um, but there's higher dimensions as well. So mm-hmm. while we at a 3D reality can also understand and conceptualize and see 2D and 1D that are lower than us, there's higher dimensions that can see more spectrum than we can, but can also interact with the lower um, dimensions. Okay. So um, I, I want to say science is showing us that there's like up to maybe 12 different dimensions that we're aware of. Um, and, you know, humans are know mainly... This yeah. Is like, it's so new to me. <laughs> yeah. It's super cool. So like, I mean, just an example, like if you see color on a spectrum, mm-hmm. um, like imagine if you're in a different dimension and there's like more colors, but because mm-hmm. we're only in 3D, we can only perceive, right. you know, some of the colors, you know, that type yeah. of thing. Um, and then other things, I think this is kind of important, um, like time, it really is like a human construct. It's an illusion. Mm-hmm. And so like we decided we were going to have clocks and we decided we were going right. to track cycles based on, you know, the the seasons and all those things, which is mm-hmm. a really super useful tool. But yeah. like when you get into outer space, you know, there's different time warps and, you know, black holes and time does not 
react the same in other dimensions as it does, you know, here. And it doesn't have the same stories around it either mm -hmm. that we've created around time. So it's important to know before I get into this report that like there are more dimensions. Science is showing us that. Mm -hmm. um, there, you know, everything is energy. That's another thing. Like, yeah, whether it looks solid or not, like if you zoom in with a super powerful microscope, like it is just waves, you know, yeah. um, which, is so which cool. that I is like, that, that <laughs> is mind blowing too, because that means like, like if you, if you look at waves, like they don't like stop, mm -hmm. like all the waves are connected somehow. So like yeah. you and me, everybody, like it's like a block of waves just vibrating at different frequencies in different places. So. Yeah. I feel I like know. just like an interruption, I like that's something I've been super into learning about lately. Yeah. And like, I feel like that's why when you feel like a certain energy, like you feel a certain way right. in a certain environment or with yes. a certain person, like you're feeling, you know, your energy, like your body is interacting with that, their energy. And so that's why you're like, I can't really explain it because it's not, yes. it's like past, I don't know if it's past, but like, it's just different than your mind. Like it's like, it's right. your energy. So yeah, I think that's really cool. Yes, yes. And so like knowing that, knowing about energy, knowing about like the 3D versus 5D versus, you know, 6, 7, 12D, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and then one other thing to mention, this adds like another dimension. Like there's, with quantum physics, there is a theory called the multiverse theory. And basically it is this idea that based on quantum physics, like there are multiple universes happening at the same time in other dimensions and that they are slight deviations of the universe we have now. So like in one universe, we decided to have this call to record the podcast at 12 instead of 11. And so like just slight deviations, mm -hmm. but for every single little thing. So like infinite amounts of universes. Yeah. And it gets into like big split off decisions and just also little ones. Okay. So I know that like anybody listening, like we're going to get back to the aliens. I promise. But these are <laughs> important things to know, just like the foundations of quantum physics and where scientists are looking now. And I'm not a quantum physicist, but I do sure enough read a lot of articles about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's get back into the, um, the aliens and the extraterrestrials and all that stuff. So, you know, when, when I think of, um, the term aliens, like I mentioned a minute ago, I'm thinking of like the little green men that you see on mm -hmm. some kind of cartoon or whatever. Yeah. But like extraterrestrials, like we are terrestrials. So somebody who is outside of terrestrial would just be like another being who is not mm -hmm. human. And yeah. I think that's a lot more plausible than little green men, um, right. <laughs> personally. Um, <laughs> so I think that there's something I just, I'm not sure about all the stories we placed upon it. Mm -hmm. um, but it seems like the military, the US military, particularly the CIA, is also starting to come to those kinds of conclusions. And in fact, that they've come to those conclusions many years ago, like back in the 70s, and just mm -hmm. didn't really tell us about it. Yeah. So there was, there's a lot of declassified CIA information. Um, and the report that I'm going to talk about is literally on the CIA website. So, you know, you don't just have to Google it. Like it's 
literally you can find it on the cia website like i'm not yeah. just making this up it's not some random blog like government website like the deep depths of the internet like it's <laughs> right. right there on the front page <laughs> yes exactly yeah. you can find it you can find it um but the cia recently declassified a report called the gateway report and it was actually a report um about the u.s army um and u.s military working with the monroe institute and the monroe institute is actually it's not far from where I grew up. It's in Virginia, like in the Blue Ridge Mountains, and it's still functioning and really cool. And I'm actually like, as I've been looking into it, I'm like, damn, I think I need to take a class. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah, road trip. Uh, <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but anyway, this this document, I think it was, I want to say the first year of it was like in the, uh, okay, 83, 1983. And they've been doing research, you know, since the 70s and stuff. But this declassified report um, is all all about this gateway program that the uh, Monroe Institute runs. And basically, it is how you can astro travel or astro project. And so basically, the idea of astral projection is that our bodies are not all of us. Like our minds, like our physical brains are not all of us, but that there's consciousness that we tap into through our bodies. And that's how we think our thoughts. Mm -hmm. um, and so like we are not our thoughts, but we think our thoughts. And that part of us that is thinking the thoughts versus the thoughts themselves, that's like mm -hmm. our consciousness. Um, and they had this theory and they've, you know, kind of been able to demonstrate through their different studies and the programs that they run that consciousness like our awareness is not local meaning it's not necessarily just tied to our body but that our consciousness is a part of our body and is like a frequency that our body can turn tune into and that's how we you know have our thoughts and move around this world but that it's actually just energy and so it can go anywhere and it can impact you know go in any of the dimensions in any of the multiverses like it's just our consciousness is kind of free floating basically mm -hmm. and so that's kind of what they were showing in this report and you can read the gateway gateway port it's only like 29 pages long it's kind of fascinating stuff a little bit heady but it's it's interesting mm -hmm. um but basically they were teaching the u.s military how to astro travel how to have out-of-body experiences and to be able to remote view so be able to basically go into a deep hypnosis or meditation, which are very similar. Um, and kind of, I don't know if you've, Charlie, if you've ever done like a deep meditation where you almost forget you have a body, you're just like really wrapped up in the visualization. Right. Like it's almost like even hard to, like you don't feel as, I guess heavy is the word. Like mm -hmm. I don't feel like I'm in like I haven't thought that but like I know the feeling of feeling like I'm I'm lighter yeah yeah um, or even when you're watching tv and you forget mm -hmm. you have a body you're just so focused on the tv show like right. you don't know where you go like you're just so right. your brain waves are so connected to what you're watching that you're not mm -hmm. con you're kind of lost in the show and speaking of that, I feel like a good example is in the show Stranger Things. I don't know. Yeah. Have you seen it? It's no, Will, Will okay. has seen it, though. Yeah. Okay. So the one of the characters, she has the ability, like, she can, like, 
really focus. Um, mm-hmm. She can do what you're saying, like that they're w- wanting the military to do where it's like um, they're astro spying or whatever. She uh-huh. was able to do that. She would like go into like, you know, her friend's room. Mm-hmm. And it was like a, like what you were, she was seeing was like a black area, but she could see her friends talking or. Yep stuff like that and so that's that um is a good example i feel like you even if you don't watch the show like just google like one of her uh-huh um because it it sounds it's like the most and from what i've seen the most realistic to <laughs> what you're talking about like they have other shows that do it but sure. it feels more like they're just it's just like a fun like thing um this feels more like what you're talking about where it's like she's really focused she's like almost like meditating and she's able to move uh, her Mm -hmm. mind and her consciousness to another place and actually like be present there. Yeah, that is exactly it. That's exactly what's happening. And according to this report, you know, the Monroe Institute taught the US government how to do that. And they were using it because Russia was already using remote viewing to spy on the US military. And so they decided, well, we better learn how to do this too, because like, uh, we don't want them to have an advantage over us and our military yeah okay so that's that's kind of the cool part and i'll just like briefly mention a few things and then we're getting back to the aliens so this is important okay Okay. (laughs) so um okay cool stuff about the report like it talks about hypnosis it talks about transcendental meditation it talks about kundalini energy which if anybody has like gotten into like kundalini yoga like it's kind of cool i practice that a little bit um talks about consciousness and energy the universe being a hologram versus like a real physical thing so basically like we're in a game simulation it's very interesting there's a whole other cia report about that um <laughs> non-local consciousness like we just talked about um and this report came out in like um in the the 1980s but it was declassified in 2010 but it was missing a page it was missing page 25 mm. and everybody is like why is page 25 not there (gasps) what are they keeping from us oh my gosh and so they were like a bunch of people are submitting like freedom of information acts to the cia say give us page 25 what are you hiding Mm. what is this thing and actually this year it was found that page 25 i guess in the meetings that they were having between the government and the monroe institute page 25 happened to be at the monroe institute in some like box in their barn and they weren't like hiding it from someone. It was just like, you know, you forgot, oops, that paper fell out. Okay, well, we yeah. better just keep it here in case. And so they released page 25 and it's pretty cool. Like it, it confirms so many things about like spirituality and anyway. Um, but the part that was most interesting about this document that I found, and this is like a direct quote. So if the military were to experience with astral projection, they should be, and I quote, be intellectually prepared to react to possible encounters with intelligent, non-corporal energy forms when space-time boundaries are exceeded. That's aliens, guys. That is like things that are not human. Like you, when you astral project, when you get outside of your body, have this out-of-body experience, you should be aware that you're probably gonna run into other beings that are not human. My mind is blown. Like, it really is. I'm just like, this is, so they're not even, like, hinting at it. They're just saying, no. oh, you need to be ready. It's not like, yeah, a possibility. No, they're like, be prepared. First of all, it's possible. So it's like, when you right. do it, not if you do it. Uh-huh. When you do it, 
and um, you need to be prepared. Like, it's not like just, you know, think about it, but like, that's crazy. I know. I know. And so I'm, they don't really go into detail about what those beings are in this report, which I'd be interested in the things that aren't declassified yet. Um, But basically, number one, just knowing that the U.S. government has been researching all the stuff that people are just like, oh, that's just woo-woo stuff. And even like when you think about the different major religions and all their ideas about different beings that they've seen, again, I don't necessarily believe all the stories attached to that, but it seems Uh like a confirmation that through history people were seeing stuff, you know? Yeah, like something was going on. And just like our 3D bodies, you know, we're able to see 2D and 1D, them being in higher dimensions, they can see all of our dimensions. Um, But when we escape our bodies through like astral travel, then we're not connected to the 3D world, then we're able to encounter other dimensions. And so this really makes me think of our episode two, this our last episode about signs from loved ones. um, Because it's really making me think about their energy. And yes, that I'm just if you haven't listened to that one, I think that's a good one to listen to yes. after this one too, or before because it's it, it's just making me think. I'm like, this is actually kind of connected. And um it's cool. Like this is a cool topic. Like it's really interesting. It it's is. fascinating. It's fun, I think, to mm-hmm. to explore it. I'm like kind of in the place where I'm like, you know, I don't really know. I'm like you where I'm like something is happening okay like yeah there's something here um I don't I can't sit here and tell you like what the facts are you know other right than, like the things like that have been released you know by the government mm-hmm. or like people's stories um so I can't be like yep this is exactly what I can I can pinpoint what I believe or what's going on but I'm like really okay with like just saying like I don't really know right but it sounds cool like it sounds really <laughs> yes. cool <laughs> yes and just kind of being okay with not knowing a little bit yeah. and just being like I feel like more evidence is going to come out and eventually humanity will understand a little bit better. But like, yeah, just not denying that there are stuff we can't explain yet. Like, I, right. I feel like when you shut down the unexplainable, like, I mean, that's how science has been forever. I mean, nobody, people knew the effects of gravity, but they didn't call it gravity until they did all. What was that? Newton? Was he the one yeah. who discovered mm-hmm. gravity? Um, yeah. So like, there's just a lot of invisible things or, you know, phenomenon that eventually Mm -hmm. we're able to scientifically you know understand but i don't know just keeping an open mind to the possibility i love that and then one more thing so this is um you like people y'all should just definitely look up the rest of the report and there's a (laughs) podcast by mind valley um with vishen luckiani that they kind of talk about it from some of the people that work with the monroe institute it's really fascinating. Um, but actually, we'll link those in the show notes. Yeah. Too. Okay, yeah. perfect. Yeah, that sounds good. But, you know, on top of that, which is like an old report, honestly, you know, several years old, um, the Pentagon, um, they have just released new information about UFO sightings that the military mm-hmm. has been tracking for many years so like these ufo just means unidentified flying objects so these Mm -hmm. are objects that they are saying like it has more advanced technology than we even can understand like 
we don't know any government who has this advanced technology. Like you were saying, Charlie, with, you know, the, the story about the UFO, like it, what it didn't make a sound of an engine. Yeah. Like we don't have technology that can be that quiet right. and that quick and, you know, use light as a way of travel. And so they're, they have been um, tracking all these things. And there have been some leaked videos and leaked documents and stuff. But mm -hmm. June 1st, you know, the Pentagon just full out was like, yeah, UFOs are a thing. And we keep an eye on them for national security reasons. So like, <laughs> like casual, this is casual. Ta -da! <laughs> Everybody freak out. This is just another day, another day in the office. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, I just, I look at all that stuff and I'm just like, I don't know. Um, what all of it is and it doesn't even sound like a government knows about yeah. all of it but i do wonder what in like 20 years they will release that they actually know now but it's just not yeah. declassified now yeah so. that they're keeping a secret <laughs> yeah i think that's so interesting and that is what is at the end of um not what you said at june 1st but i think the previous year maybe in 2020 yeah they um released footage and you can actually hear the like um pilots of the plane saying like is that like a ufo or something um and you can see it like in the footage and that's kind of at the very end of the unsolved mysteries um and mm. i don't know if we were i was kind of talking to nate about this and he was like did they do this unsolved mystery episode because the government was releasing more and more you know things it's, it kind of made people more interested in it um uh -huh. it could be why after like 50 years they made something like this about yeah. it um but that's also at the end so i would highly recommend that episode but also your sources to the mind valley and the um I'm, i haven't looked the at the cia, CIA document yeah yet, but i want to vox does a really good overview of the gateway report as well you could just like Google Vox Gateway Report. They were the ones mm -hmm. who released um, like a big detailed thing about the initial report. And then also they did a follow up with page 25 when it was released. And so mm -hmm. it's easy to Google this stuff, but I would just say like people get into a lot of weird conspiracy theories. So try to look at solid sources, you know, if you yeah. can, because <laughs> there are solid sources. So why yeah. dabble in like, I don't know, Crazy. some of the weird stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, don't go to the dark web. You don't have to do that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we are not encouraging that. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, that was great. Thank you, Ashley. That was um that was awesome. I feel like you really kind of like explained it in a way that was easy for me to understand because I I was telling you before, it just felt so over my head. I was just like, what are they talking about? But I get it now. Like I get awesome. It was explained like way easier than some like the scientist explained it. I was just like, I don't know what they're talking about. Um, they use over, like they use big words that don't need to be used. Yeah. It's like simplify it, guys. Like it just yeah, not to be that hard. <laughs> so if you're new here, we like to do this. Um, either every episode or every other episode, we like to just talk about our um, moments that we have that we would describe as serendipitous or woo-woo moments. Um, just, you know, we, we share like a, a variety of stories, I think, in this category. So I thought I would go first because I have like a pretty, yes. pretty happy story. Um, so we, um, for those of you who don't know, Nate and I moved to Portland, Maine a few weeks ago. And we moved from Texas and I'm going to explain this the most 
non-confusing way I can. Okay. It's like a spider web where there's like all these things connecting. But um, so we decided um, to move here because, well, first of all, we had moved from Mississippi um, where we met in college to Houston because Nate was going to physical therapy school. And so it was like he got to choose where we went because he was picking a school. Well, this time around, it was my turn to pick and I was tired of the heat in Texas, wanted to be by the water. I wanted to live somewhere it snowed. And so we were just trying to find a place where I really liked everything about it. And um, Nate is the one who actually found this town. I never heard of Portland, Maine. I didn't think about Portland, Maine. I'd never been to New England before. I'd always wanted to live in New England, but um, Maine is not one that I really thought about a lot. And we visited, I loved it, we both loved it. And so we decided to move here with no connections that we knew of, okay? Like we Mm. didn't think we had any family or friends here. Well, so the school that Nate went to, um, he did, it was physical therapy school. And so his internship, uh, that was like his final semester, his clinical instructor actually had gone to the same school as him and graduated (gasps) a few years back. And she was good friends with someone who also graduated with her who had recently moved to the same area as us in Maine. And not only, okay, so she graduated the same school at Nate, is the same career as Nate, moved from Texas. Her wife graduated from the same school and also taught one of Nate's classes. She was like a teacher for one of Nate's classes his very first year. Wow. And they had recently, I think within the last year and a half, moved to this area. So because he had the connection with his instructor and it's not common, like it just so happened he had an, it was his first instructor out of all his clinicals where it was right. someone who went to his school. So it just happened to be someone from his school who was good friends with this person and gave us her contact information and we actually just met up with them the other night for the first time and it just feels like we were like um, immediate friends like we just kicked it off it was Uh. great um it felt like oh my gosh like we actually do have someone here like two people here that we can be like really great friends with like I really feel like we're gonna be really great friends and so that just made me happy because it was like we weren't moving like a few hours away like we moved from Texas to Maine and Maine's like the furthest you can get (laughs) from Texas other than Alaska and Hawaii um, (laughs) without going outside the United States so like what are the odds that they moved that far and then so did we and we had no idea until it was like very close to moving and so it's just a really happy story because it just feels like it was like totally meant to be. And it's really, it's really nice to know someone um, in a place you're moving to. Like, especially yes. if we move so far from like anyone we know, it's really nice to have like someone here, not only that we know now, but also that I feel like our personalities all just click really well. So that's just a little happy uh serendipitous story and um it's kind of been months in the process but we finally met them the other night and it was just it was really fun it made me happy oh that is so great I mean what are the odds I mean yeah seriously that's that's amazing and you're right it is so much more fun to have a connection in a new place I mean it's fun to explore some things on your own but just to have like some people that you can have instant connection with community, yeah. be able to go out for dinner or take walks or whatever I mean yeah. that makes me so excited oh my gosh that was a great serendipity story I love that one 
Uh, and I've got one too. This was this is sort of like a a two part thing. So serendipitous for me, and then for somebody else. Um, the other night, Will and I were leaving to go um, to dinner with his stepdad, or I'm sorry, with his dad. And um, when we were getting in the car, we have like this open carport. So it's like attached to the house. He was part of the house, but you know, we can drive one of our cars under there. And when we were getting in the car, it has a window and there was this beautiful monarch butterfly that was on the window. And it seemed like it was kind of trapped there, but we were in a hurry. So I was like, you know what? Like there's a huge, I mean, there's enough room for a car to drive through so it can get out if it wants to. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, when we came back home a couple hours later, it was still there. It was still tr- It was like banging its head on the window. <laughs> it's just like, honey, you oh know, butterfly, this is, this is obviously not air. This is glass. But, you know, how do you migrate across the country and you can't get out of a garage right. that you just flew into? Anyway, um, but I was just like, this is really cool. I'm going to look up like the spiritual symbolism of it. I took some cute, like, little boomerang videos of it for Instagram. I put it up there. I saw what the spiritual meaning was and, you know, just, like, the transformation of butterflies. Like, it it meant something to me in the moment, and it felt really powerful. And I also had, like, an urge that I needed to post this. And then, of course, at the end, you know, I helped the little butterfly get back to its migration (laughs) path. So that was cool and fun. And, you know, I always look for kind of animal signs and things and look up their meanings and and all that. But when I did that, um, I got a message from somebody who's been following me for a little bit. She's actually uh, was a student inside of my intuitive AF course. And this ended up being a really cool serendipitous sign for her. And I have a recording that I'm going to play because she um, she had sent me these messages and gave me permission. Her name is Naomi Jean, and she's actually Miss Guam. So she's um, won some beauty pageants in in Guam, and she's just a really beautiful, bright soul. Um, But I just want to play this for you really quickly because it was a pretty cool story. Uh, One second. Hi, Ashley. So I just had to share this with you. It's so crazy. No, it's not crazy. It's like it's meant to be. Um, I just watched some kind of clip about manifestation with um, Mary Kate. I don't know if you know of her, but she does. I just found her page really just today. And she asked us to do this exercise about like manifesting, right? So she said something about seeing the signs of butterflies, butterflies. And I'm just like, wow, I'm like literally in the house all day. Like, what are the chances of me seeing a butterfly? But she did mention it doesn't have to be in our physical world. It could be um, a tattoo on someone. It could be on a picture, um, on social media. And then here I am looking at Instagram and then you post about butterflies. Isn't that so crazy? Literally, I watched that YouTube video. I was like, okay, let's see if this works. And I was like, a part of me was like, man, I'm always in the house. Like, I don't see butterflies and, you know, things I do, like, I do very consistent things. I'm just like, let's see. Let's see if this works. And then it's crazy because I just, like, went through your social media. I mean, I didn't go through your page. It, like, you popped up in my stories. And it was like, butterfly after butterfly after butterfly. I was like, mind blown. Like, and it had to be you. So, I don't know. There's something deeper here that... It's showing itself. It's light. So I'm super grateful. 
That is so cool. I love that. I love that you were a part of her story. Like, I love that it was like, and I remember seeing your posts, like your stories, it, yeah. and it, how she was like butterfly. It was like, you posted multiple, like it wasn't something that could be ignored. It was like multiple stories yeah. <laughs> with the butterfly, with the meaning. That is so cool. I love that. Oh, oh yeah. I thought it was cool. And the thing that stood out maybe most to me was just how um, a lot of times we look for things that are serendipitous for us personally, mm -hmm. but just realizing that we could be the answer to someone else's manifestation, yes. you know, just by I following nudges, like sometimes it's good for us, but it's, it's also like a, a special meaning for somebody else. And just that our lives can be, be the serendipitous moment for someone. <laughs> and it's almost kind of like what you were saying at the beginning, how like, you know, energy when you, when you see it, it's just like all connected. There's not like a end and a beginning type of thing. So it's just like it, how interconnected we are. You didn't know that you just, this butterfly and, and the fact that the butterfly like couldn't get out, it was like, the butterfly <laughs> was like, I'm waiting for you to put this on your story. And then I go like, I'm not that dumb. Like I could get out. Right. <laughs> and we were talking about winged creatures on the last episode too, and yes. just how they're often signs. But I don't know. It was just like, yeah. it was cool. So. Yeah, I love that. Oh my, oh, my gosh. gosh. Oh my gosh. That's so great. Well, anybody who has stories like this, you know, just cool serendipitous stories. It can have to do with us. It doesn't have to do with us. We will just mm -hmm. love for you to send it and you can send us like a little audio thing to our DMs or you can yeah. write it out, you know, either way. Um, but you can find us on Instagram at serendipity.pod and you can send us your story there. If you'd prefer, you can also um, send us a uh, an email. So like pod.serendipity at gmail.com. And we would love to feature your story because we share our own stories, but we're excited to share some of yours. And we would really like this to be an engaging podcast where it's just mm -hmm. it's not just us talking at you, but it's like a little community type thing. Um, so feel free to send yeah. those. And if you were to leave a positive review for us, take a screenshot before you submit it to iTunes um, or to Apple Podcasts, then you can also send that to our email at pod.serendipity at gmail.com and we'll send you a free gift um, as a thank you. So yeah, super, super excited to see more of these stories come in. And mm -hmm. we already have a few that we're going to be sharing um, yes. coming out that I can't wait. I don't want to give it away, but just they're spooky. So <laughs> a little hint. But also I wanted to say if you have a good story that you want to share, but you don't really want to put yourself out there, feel free. You can always um, submit it as just like, you know, you can tell us you don't want your name to be said on the show or if you want to change your name for the, the episode, that's totally fine. You don't have to submit something with your name on it because I know not everyone likes to, um, you know, to, to put their self put themselves out there or, or give their name um, on like a public platform or something. So that's yeah. totally understandable. Um, but yeah, this was really fun. I, this was very interesting and I feel just like excited, like after yeah. talking about this, <laughs> I don't think we're alone. I really don't think that we're alone. <laughs> <in the> universe. <laughs> but make sure y'all come back for next week. Cause we're going to be talking about a topic that I know both Ashley and I love. Like, I think we're both just super into this and it is all about mindfulness and meditation. Yes, I cannot wait for that. Like, we talked a little bit about altered states today. And like, mm -hmm. 
these are like some practical ways you can get into it. So yeah. So make sure y'all subscribe and come back for next week.